We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 49. I'm Rando. And I am Corey. And this is our spring in January edition. And I was going to say, uh, what what a wonderful April, mid-April day this is in the Ozarks. For sure. I took my son to school this morning at 8 a.m. And it, it was already officially 60 degrees, 8 a.m. What's up with that? He was wearing a heavy coat. I go, I don't think you're going to need that coat today. Uh-oh. <laughs> so he took it off, left it in the car. And you go, well, the rest of the week, you know, it was going to be a little cooler. But today, you know, I think you're good with without a coat whatsoever. Yeah, all, all three of these. I mean, I'm, you know, in my studio right now with the house open and in, in, in shorts and just enjoying this, you know, spring day. Now, all we need is a big thunderstorm to come along. Yeah, that comes with the real spring yeah, yeah. I hope Hopefully, everybody. well, in the weekend, what did you guys do for the weekend? It was just amazing this weekend. I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> really? I uh, pretty much just sat around the house thinking about uh, raking some leaves in, around the pool, but never got around to it. Uh-huh. I was just being lazy all weekend. <laughs> I did a lot of uh, housework for the wife. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, she probably appreciated that. Quite I a bit. hope so. Yeah, well, I had uh, company all the way from uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, we haven't we haven't re uh, recorded. I mean, the last time we recorded was December thirtieth. So. Oh yeah, Happy New Year! Yes, and you too. Did you have a what? You guys do for New Year's? Uh, we watched the ball drop, cooked a bunch of junk food. Actually, I uh, why not? Spent all afternoon cooking, and kids had some friends over, and we had a good old time. Well, I bet you can't guess what I was doing. Hmm, same thing you do every year, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was sitting on stage with a crowd. I think we had over 300 people in, in our crowd. Wow. Yeah, it was really nice. And uh, our, our special New Year's Eve show, I mean, if uh, I mean, it's kind of late now, but you can plan for next year. We the, the Grinch makes an appearance in our show, and there's lots of mayhem and chaos that goes on, and all the little kids, and uh, yeah, it, it's quite fun, so... You know, I encourage everyone, uh, if you have no New Year's Eve plans and you're not cooking or watching the ball drop, come on out and join us. I got little blinky hats and I got a little little toy I'll show you show you during the weather school. Wow. It's, uh, yeah. Well, it's the one I used on the on yeah. the Hometown Daily News I, thing. I see him sitting over here. They look interesting. <laughs> yeah, and we're guys, so we're going to go pick up and <laughs> start playing with them. Well, I guess the big news for today, uh, besides the really warm weather, is uh, we got some strange clouds out there. And well, uh, a strange cloud. It was just one. I haven't been outside to look at it. I've been busy. Yeah, it 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 was out of here pretty quick, but uh, it was long. I mean, you couldn't see both ends. I mean, so it was forever long. Way across on satellite, the sky. it was on. You know, from here to there. All I mean, up to Illinois and down to 
Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, well, we know we we know for a fact that it's not a chemtrail. Uh, the definition of a chemtrail is a visible trail left in the sky by an aircraft and believed by some to consist of chemical or biological agents released as a part of a covert operation. Uh, it's not a chemtrail. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and a contrail, uh, which is, um, what is it called, a compound word for condensation trail, is a trail of condensed water from an aircraft or rocket at high altitude. There's a trick, high altitude, seen as a white streak against the sky. And so we're not exactly sure what this thing is. And we've got feelers out to our meteorologist friend, Mike Griffin, and uh, waiting on a response from him. He's, he's probably working hard. So he'll get back with us and we'll post on our Facebook um, site. There's already some good pictures of there, up there on all the groups and on our main page. People are sending us pictures. and Oh, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and I I'd never seen anything like it. It's just and it's the the big thing, it's not a roll cloud. A roll cloud is a specific definition usually preceding a thund- a severe thunderstorm, really strong oh, yeah. thunderstorm. I've seen them. They're they're much tighter and you can actually see them rolling. Yeah. You couldn't see this one rolling. This was, you know, kind of a um, blown out of proportion more than a a roll cloud would have been. Yeah, and roll clouds are really close to the ground. Yeah. And that's just because the 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 wind coming out of a thunderstorm the colder wind hits the ground, it has nowhere to go but forward, and then that makes an arc up, and then it, the air condenses, and you got this roll cloud. So we know it's not that. Uh, but I'm really curious to see what the professionals say. And we always say that if we don't know what it is, we're going to reach out to the professionals and try to find out. So we're just waiting on explanation <laughs> from that. Uh, but anyway, the clouds... Uh, we had a little rain last night. Did you did you get much rain? It was raining at six a.m. I got up and I heard it raining. So yeah, it rained. You didn't get much. Not much. Yeah, I d- I didn't think this was going to be a big deal. Um, but the clouds. I mean, the, this whole thing was triggered by a really intense storm system that went way up north. And this, you know, if you look at a map, the these storm systems have a little comma shape, and usually the comma part is where the the precipitation is. And if it's a strong system, that's where the line of severe thunderstorms would be as they sweep through. But this wasn't as intense. You know, I mean, it is January, so. Um, not much, but we were kind of on that lower end on the warm sector. And so that front is now pushing through and taking the clouds with it. But we've got a, another secondary little southwesterly flow coming in. And that's what's given us this warm weather today behind the front. But yeah. never fear. It's January. Today's the warmest day of the week. This goes downhill from here. Probably the warmest day of the next three months. <laughs> I hope not. Now, I'm, I'm kind of liking this. I mean, the, the Climate Prediction Center, I, I checked those earlier. I mean, they were saying January, February, March, kind of maybe a little above, and a little above in precipitation, but now they're just pretty much equal chances, um, which means an average, overall monthly average of the month. I guess that would be a monthly average, wouldn't it? Would, would be about, you know, in the 40s for highs and 20s for lows and we I, what I'm really not hoping for is usually when you have these really warm days, then you have this big slam that comes down and it's stupid cold for a while. But I see nothing on the the models that's saying that. I'm looking at all the global models at this point, and we got to say, yeah, the, the the global models are wanting to bring something in towards the weekend, but we're five days out, so. 
they change. Remember, remember a few weeks ago, you know, they'd say big snow and then absolutely nothing. Then big snow, then kind of snow, then nothing. I mean, they're just changing so fast. You can't. It's something to ponder. A ponder. We're not watching it yet, but we're pondering. Oh. We're probably Star Wars. We might take a gander at it tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's something to gander. What day is something to ponder? Okay, so today is something to ponder. <laughs> exactly. Tomorrow is something to gander. And then Wednesday. We're going to start watching. We'll st- oh, my gosh. We got to put yeah. that. You got to make graphics, man. <laughs> you got to make graphics. I just thought of that, actually. I don't know where That's that came it, from. That's it. Five days out. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> So, so today is Monday. So that's five days out. So, so something to ponder is, is they would probably bring in some snow. Now, the, now all the models are all of them, basically all of them, like the um, all of them, the the GFS, the CMC, the Nav Gym, uh, the JMA, Icon, the FB3. I mean, all of them are saying precipitation is going to come in. But I think the big picture, I agree with the precipitation part. I yeah. where's that cold air going to be? Right, and I think that's why everybody, the National Weather Service, they're they're too afraid to pull any trigger right now. Well, I would be too if I were them at this yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, you checked the forecast just a while ago. I mean, they're saying, what, mix, maybe temperatures above freezing? My question is, would they be hitting it harder if what had happened earlier last month didn't happen when we had that big bust? Right. You know? So yeah, that, that, that kind of puts them on edge a little bit. Like, eh, we're not going to say much about it because, you know, we got a lot of slack for that. And yeah. They did. Sure, everybody, all all the meteorologists in, in this part of the world did, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and there was a good explanation for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and we've always said it wasn't on board. It wasn't sampled. Although the past two little rain events, they, they pretty much nailed. I mean, they're tiny. Like last night, they knew that was coming. Uh Twenty percent, thirty percent, and that's probably what we got. Twenty percent, thirty percent, and the one before that. So, yeah, yeah. Models in the winter, you just can't, you, you just can't rely on them that far out right now. Uh, let's see. Oh, we talked about this climate prediction center. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. They changed just a little bit. Oh, and I checked the the El Nino. We're still under an El Nino watch. I wonder when that goes into a warning. <sighs> Well, you know, we talk, we've talked about it now for how long? Months. <laughs> and I haven't seen much to, you know, back that up, you know, weather-wise just yet. Yeah. And here we are almost middle of January, so. But, you know, winter lasts three months, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple more to go, and then... They can go in the spring. Yeah, yeah, nice and 90% of it developing through winter, and it's still above average are kind of right at that El, El Nino benchmark and then they're saying it's going to persist so you know it's such a slow thing you know updating every week is kind of pointless really because you know every month that would be what we should do is just do an El Nino update every month and I was looking for a site and the one that I was reading was updated today on the 7th okay so uh, but again nothing has changed it's just gone all the way uh through winter and then 60% continuing through spring. So we'll, we'll just kind of watch it. And I mean, we can't really say anything definite about spring right now until we really start taking a look at that. So we'll start doing that in the next We month talk about so. January averages. I'll tell you this today. I saw a graphic earlier that today Branson's temperature is, is uh, supposed to be 26 ish degrees above average. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that nice? 26 mm-hmm. 
No wonder I got my shorts on. Yeah. I had, I had the attic fan on and just, yeah, well, it feels it, good in here, doesn't marvel. it? It gets the snakes out when, when they're- I saw that. When it gets this warm. People I, out hiking. A lot of people go hiking uh, in, in January because there's not a lot of growth and brush and ticks and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they also go hiking because there's no snakes. Well, when it gets this warm, there there are snakes. They actually wake up when it gets this warm, and they move around a little bit. Yeah, and I remember in February, uh, a few years ago in February, uh, I there was a snake just right outside my door. Not moving, just curled up. And mm-hmm. yeah, what are they, cold-blooded? So they need that warmth right. to, to wake up. And also the other thing that's really funny, when it gets warm like this, you, you see the, the house flies coming back out. I saw several of those house flies. Sometimes the, the wasps or, or the bees or something, and they, they just appear really drunk. It's funny. Watch them. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> Being asleep for as long as that they are and then wake up and they don't know what's going on. They're confused. It's that groggy morning. You like, know what else gets confused on, on, on stretches of warm weather like this are the trees. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. I mean, it hasn't been that long of a warm stretch, but uh, if we had a few more days, you'd probably see, start seeing some buds, especially yeah. on days like this. You know, somebody posted it on a comment the other day that said, uh, what, what was there, lilies or irises or something were starting starting mm-hmm. to come up. And it's like, no, 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 go back to sleep because, it, you know, it's not going to stay 70 degrees no. through the whole the whole winter. And uh, but I don't see any chunks of cold air. Well, I mean, if this El Nino thing comes to fruition, and we could maybe see some late March snows. Who knows? April. Who knows? That's what I'm afraid of. Right. Or May Fourth. I keep bringing the May Fourth thing out. <laughs> I video of that somewhere. Yeah, it's on the site. I think. So yeah. if you want to see May Fourth snow, uh, just search our videos on our on our site, and <laughs> it happened. Yeah, but uh, you know we don't see anything may, really in the near future of chunks of cold air. I mean, we always uh, the models. A lot of the global models uh, will I can expand out to see the whole North American continent, or I can watch what's going on up in the North Pole. And you guys can too. These are public public things. So if you want to know a, a few model sites, I use Tropical Tidbits. But there's COD. There's Pivotal Weather. Uh, you can go to there. Uh, there's another one I can't think of. Do you think of it? There's, there's several sites out there that are open, open, public. Oh yeah, so you can go there and check that. And they got, I mean, they are confusing to people that don't really know how to navigate through the models because you can you can see different things and cloud refractions and thermal profiles at different levels of the atmosphere. So we look at the basically the 500 millibar, which is saying loosely halfway up in the atmosphere. If you go to the surface all the way to the top. The surface is, let's say, a thousand millibars, and the very top is zero millibars, and so five hundred be right in the middle. And we look at that because uh, a lot of it's above the mountain ranges. There's really no friction up there, so we so we can see how the air currents are really, really flowing. And then, since it's all fluid, it tends to mix up and down. Uh, you know. And, and then just starts getting into friction. Then you get the heat. There's so many dynamics that go on. But we look at the 500 millibar thermal profiles, and everything just wants to pretty much stay up into Canada. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no polar vortex vor, vortex coming down or anything. So we'll 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 keep our guy on it. That that's before something to ponder. That's just <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> uh, I came up with some uh, information that was interesting earlier today. Uh, we had talked about uh, tornadoes 
on last week's podcast about how there were no major uh, biggies last, mm-hmm. uh, no F EF fours or fives. Last year, 2018 was the f- was uh, there were no deaths in, in the state of Oklahoma from a tornado, and that was the first time it had happened since 2006. They've always recorded at least one death every year until last year. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Wow. that That's really good. I mean... 12 years. But I think, what we say? There's only like 10 or something deaths in the entire country? Yeah, there wasn't. 10 to 15, somewhere around there. Yeah, not, not very many. Yeah, due to due to warning, because, you know, these storms are getting, getting... You know, I'm just afraid we may have a really intense spring season. Well, we're... If everything happens the way they think it's going to happen that's kind of way the way it looks but you know and and we can say that and and say it again and nothing will happen you know so you just never know yeah the persimmons aren't aren't worth anything oh yeah we were going to do that we'll we'll have to do that next week i got to make a note to do we'll do the the weather myths uh re rehash that Mm -hmm. the persimmons and squirrels and stuff so we'll do that well uh we got a picture a uh, really, really cool picture. The it was about three or four days ago of a rainbow in a cloud, and uh, I immediately thought it was a sun dog, uh, just without thinking. But uh, you you texted me and said it wasn't. And then it was like, oh, you're right. And it's uh, there's several uh, scenarios, phenomenon that you can get rainbows and clouds and stuff. And I I'm think very interested in learning about these. Yeah. Oh, me too. And then, yeah, but I think the, the actual name for that is a circumhorizontal arc. It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the weather school this week. So oh, cool. Yeah. So you can imagine how many takes I had to <laughs> do. So you, you can, you can point and laugh when you listen to this. There's some words in there. I, I had to record like three or four or five times cause I couldn't say them, but uh, fire rainbows are another word for that. It's kind of a side that's word. That's a weird term. If you ask me, a fire rainbow. Yeah, because they're not fire. There's no fire in the sky. And it's technically not a rainbow. A rainbow. Well, it's not rain. Yeah. So, But there's some sort of prism causing, something causing a prism up there. Yeah. Whether it be ice crystals or, or something, or water. Yeah. And there's a special, special thing towards the end. I'll see if you catch it. So anyway, let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormdar Weather School. There's a really cool rainbow in that cloud, but there's no rain in sight. What could it be? We've talked about parhelions, or sun dogs, on a previous weather school, but there are other situations where rainbows and clouds can occur outside of rain-producing clouds. To recap, the sun dog is a member of the family of halos, caused by the refraction of sunlight by ice crystals in the atmosphere. 
they typically appear as a pair of subtly colored patches of light around 22 degrees to the left or the right of the sun and at the same altitude above the horizon as the sun. They can be seen anywhere in the world during any season, but are not always obvious or bright. Sundogs are best seen and most conspicuous when the sun is near the horizon. If there are two sundogs, one on either side of the sun, then that's called a double parhelion. Fire rainbows are neither fire nor rainbows, but are so called because of their brilliant pastel colors and flame-like appearance. Technically, they are known as a circumhorizontal arc, which is an ice halo formed by hexagonal, plate-shaped ice crystals in high-level cirrus clouds. The halo is so large that the arc appears parallel to the horizon, hence the name. Two special circumstances must exist to produce a fire rainbow. One, cirrus clouds must be present. They are the wispy clouds that exist in the high altitudes where the air is very cold. The low temperature up there means the clouds are made up of millions of hexagonal ice crystals. Two, sunlight must pass through the cirrus clouds at a very high angle, greater than 58 degrees to the ground. The rays of sunlight striking the cloud's crystals create an effect like sending a beam of light through a prism, but multiplied by millions. Here's why the fire rainbow happens. Sunlight passes through the vertical face of the ice crystal, but is then bent downward or refracted through the crystal's bottom face toward the ground. Circumhorizontal arcs should not be confused with iridescent clouds, which can produce a similar effect. While circumhorizontal arcs occur only in cirrus clouds, iridescence often occurs in altocumulus, cirrocumulus, and lenticular clouds, but very rarely in cirrus clouds. Iridescent clouds are a diffraction phenomenon caused by small water droplets or small ice crystals individually scattering light. Larger ice crystals do not produce iridescence, but can cause halos. If parts of clouds contain small water droplets or ice crystals of similar size, their cumulative effect is seen as colors. The cloud must be optically thin, so that most rays encounter only a single droplet. Iridescence is therefore mostly seen at cloud edges or in semi-transparent clouds, while newly forming clouds produce the brightest and most colorful iridescence. Circumhorizontal arcs, especially when only fragments can be seen, are sometimes confused with cloud iridescence. This phenomenon also causes clouds to appear multicolored, but it originates from diffraction, typically by liquid water droplets or ice crystals, rather than refraction. The two phenomena can be distinguished by several features. Firstly, a circumhorizontal arc always has a fixed location in the sky in relation to the sun or moon, namely below it at an angle of 46 degrees, while iridescence can occur in different positions, often directly around the sun or the moon. 
Secondly, the color bands in a circumhorizontal arc always run horizontally with the red on top, while in iridescence, they are much more random in sequence and shape, which roughly follows the contours of the cloud that causes it. Finally, the colors of a circumhorizontal arc are pure and spectral, more so than in a rainbow, while the colors in cloud iridescence have a more washed-out, mother-of-pearl appearance. Confusion with other members of the halo family, such as sundogs, or the circumzenithal arc, may also arise, but these are easily dismissed by their entirely different positions in relation to the sun or moon. More difficult is the distinction between the circumhorizontal arc and the infralateral arc, both of which almost entirely overlap when the sun or the moon is at a high elevation. The difference is that the circumhorizontal arc always runs parallel to the horizon, although pictures typically show it as a curved line due to perspective distortion, whereas the infralateral arc curves upward at its ends. Polar stratospheric clouds, or PSCs, also known as nacreous clouds from the word nacre, or mother of pearl due to its iridescence, are clouds in the winter polar stratosphere at altitudes of 49,000 to 82,000 feet. They are best observed during civil twilight when the sun is between 1 and 6 degrees below the horizon, as well as in winter and in more northerly latitudes. They are implicated in the formation of ozone holes. Due to their high altitude and the curvature of the surface of the Earth, these clouds will receive sunlight from below the horizon and reflect it back to the ground, shining brightly well before dawn or after dusk. Another interesting phenomenon is the sun pillar. Sun pillars also belong to the family of halos. They form from flat hexagonal plates, which tend to orient themselves more or less horizontally as they fall through the air. Each flake acts like a tiny mirror which reflects light sources which are directly above or below it, and the presence of flakes at a spread of altitudes causes the reflection to be elongated vertically into a column. The larger and more numerous the crystals, the more pronounced this effect becomes. More rarely, column-shaped crystals can cause light pillars as well. In very cold weather, the ice crystals can be suspended near the ground, in which case they are referred to as diamond dust. So, if you look up and see a rainbow in a cloud, then you will now know that it could be several things. A sun dog, an iridescent cloud, a sun pillar, or my favorite, a circumhorizontal arc. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. That's very interesting. A lot of good information there. I never even knew was out there existed. Yeah, the polar stratospheric clouds. I mean, wow. they're so. Yeah, and if you Google that, uh, they're very interesting. So I would 
highly suggest everybody go to Google and do the, the image search and just look at it. It's crazy. Um, but beautiful. It's something else Mother Nature can do. Definitely. So it is time for the next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, This Week in Weather History on July 3rd, during the early afternoon or late afternoon hours, an estimated F4 tornado destroyed the town of Warren, Arkansas. This tornado killed 55 people and injured more than 250 others. It uh, displaced uh, 1,000 employees of the Bradley Mill, which was completely destroyed. Uh, Warren is located south of Little Rock. So, uh, okay. Now, in 1949, I'm not sure the, I don't, we had no Fujita scale actually yet, yeah. did we? So, that's why they're saying estimated F4 tornado, you know, looking at pictures of damage and how many deaths there were and all that. Uh, so, uh, Tornadoes can happen any month of the year, for yeah. sure. I think I need to clarify. When you read that, you said July. Oh, did July. You, did you January. mean January? Well, this this week in weather history, I wish it was July. Yeah. I was like, wait, this is not July. <laughs> kind of feels like July, but you know. but yeah, down in, in Arkansas. Wow. Yeah, Warren, Arkansas. And yeah, we talk about January tornadoes, and especially in the southern states. They've, they've got... Uh, you know, especially, I wonder if that's an El Nino year. I could, well, does it, El Nino go back that far? Depends on, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. May have started in the 50s. Yeah, it was just, there wasn't any El Nino before, before the oh, record keeping of El Ninos. <laughs> started well, in 1953. Yeah, so somewhere around there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, well, it's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is... Anomaly. Yeah. I always like that word. I do, too. It's a pretty cool word. It's a deviation of, of usually temperature or precipitation in a given region over a specified period from the normal value for the same region. So it's, it's a different. Something's different about that, you know, so... You got a difference going on. It's like uh, uh, an odd or I always think of an anomaly as being something strange or odd or something causing a difference like uh, weather, a weather anomaly. Uh huh. Did we have one of those today? It was kind of strange and odd. I mean, it was. Oh, I think so. Right. 26 degrees above average. Sure. That that's I think that's more than an anomaly. I think that's just a bizarre phenomenon that's Mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. Well. Anomaly. So, so okay, so what did we learn today? We've learned something to ponder, something to gander, and something to watch. So I, I will do that. And it's the same thing with anomaly. is kind of like something to ponder. Phenomenon is something to watch. Ah. You know, you're on fire today. Yeah. Wow, I got I to gotta trap some of that energy and pull it into the site. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, well, just keep it here uh, this week. And uh, if something warrants mentioning, we will for sure mention it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and we'll 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 keep pondering, gandering, and watching this yeah, thing develop. Definitely. I mean, I'm not holding my breath on it. I just, I just don't think. I'm not either. 
too too many bus but too much bus potential at this point so but i'm not going to run to the store it's not a bread and milk alert uh i'm not going to put chains on my tires i'm not you know i'll probably close up the house because we go back to 40 well, degrees i want to do that here pretty you know, <laughs> yeah. next couple of days well we want to invite everybody to be sure and visit our merch store we got merch there and it is uh, the address is what Stor- stormed our store at big cartel Dot com. I'll yep. put that in the um, description of the podcast. So go there and peruse cool. our stuff. So, okay, well, let's wrap this thing up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Bye.